The Tech Leaders Toolbox podcast is brought to you by Paul Simpkins and the Boldly Lead program, focusing on helping tech leaders like you end the frustration of low-performing teams and losing excellent employees so they can increase productivity by 50%, go home on time, and sleep better at nights. Hello and welcome to the Tech Leaders Toolbox. I'm Paul Simpkins, and we're here because how you lead today determines how your team succeeds tomorrow. And you are definitely a leader. And leaders know they can't stay the same. They need to grow. And they grow by a commitment to become better each and every day. Many a leader worries about whether their team is loyal to them. Are you one of them? Well, it's understandable. We put time and effort into bringing people on the team and we think we have it all down and things start to click. What happens then when one of them takes off and takes business with them? How do you ensure that your people will stay loyal to you, the team, and the organization? Well, today we're going to put a few things out there for you to think about along the lines of loyalty and some points to apply. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, if you look at generations, and I'm not a big one on generations, I think we tend to rely too much on that. But one of the things they talk about is how things have changed, and especially in the loyalty landscape over generations. For example, I'm at the tail end of the baby boomers. And the baby boomers, of course, the generation we had before that, what we were taught was you went out and you got a job someplace and you worked there for 25, 30 years until you were finally and saved up until you were finally able to take your retirement. And, and that was it. That was the payback for all of that hard work. But you were loyal to the company no matter what. And what we found is over time, that landscape of loyalty has changed. Today, studies have shown that on average, most people don't stay in a job more than four to five years before they move on to something else. In fact, a Gallup report done back in 2016 found that 21% of ages 22 to 37 in the workplace have changed jobs in that last year. And that's significantly more than any other age group. Now, the study goes on to suggest that they are the least likely to stay in the same job for long and the least engaged in the workplace. Are you seeing a pattern there? However, it also suggests that the willingness to leave is not being driven by mere whimsy, but rather by either a bad boss or the perception that their current job has nothing more to offer them, or sometimes it's both. Now, again, you can turn around and say, well, that's just poor work ethic from that generation. You can say it's a lack of loyalty, but the reality is simply that today's worker refuses to buy into the one-way street of loyalty. You know, I think back to, again, uh, my father's generation and before that. And like I said, you know, what they were taught was you went and worked for a company and you spent 25, 30 years working for them. You stayed loyal to them. But that loyalty was often a one-way street. 
there wasn't a lot of loyalty shown by the company. If you no longer suited their needs, you were gone like that. And today's worker just doesn't accept that. They have to believe that there is something in it for them as well and that there's a benefit to all of this. So when you expect loyalty, they expect loyalty today to be a two-way street. If they're, lo- if they're going to be loyal to the company, they expect loyalty in return from the company. But not in the way you would think. Not necessarily in job permanence as much as it is in the willingness to invest time and effort and money into them. To provide them with opportunity to help them become better. So since as a manager business owner, you will almost inevitably have to hire at least some of the people from these newer generations, uh, Gen, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, what's the inevitable conclusion you can draw from that? You can't just write them off as lazy or self-centered. It's not a lack of work ethic. It's an expectation of rewards and returns. If their boss is a real jerk and they don't see an opportunity and they don't see commitment to them, they're more than willing than ever to simply pick up and move on. And they will keep changing until they find exactly what they're looking for. So as a leader, you need to change your focus on what you expect out of loyalty. You have to be willing to commit resources to help somebody become better at what they do with the knowledge that they most likely will not be with you forever. And in fact, they may eventually take what they've learned from you and they may go somewhere else. So some of the things you want to do with your people is you want to be having direct conversations with them. And in these direct conversations, again, one-on-one with people, you want to spend the bulk of your time listening. Have you noticed how, if you've listened to other episodes here, we talk about that a lot. As a leader, you need to spend most of your time listening, not talking. Listening to what people desire, what each person desires, and what they hope for. And then look for how you can help them find that within your organization. They may be doing a job right now and they may do it well, but it may not be ultimately what they really want to do. It may be that they really want to move on and do something a little bit different. They want to utilize a different skill. Not everybody necessarily wants to advance up into the organization and be the president of the company or be the vice president of the company or even be a manager. Some simply want to utilize their skills that they like to use in the best way they can. Your job as a leader is to help them find that place. But you can't possibly know what that is unless you have taken the time to listen carefully to to their desires and their hopes and their dreams. And then once you've found that, you need to try and find a place where they can have the opportunity to fulfill that within your organization And you need to be willing to invest in them to grow to that point and at all times keeping yourself open and vulnerable to them so that that 
trust exist because loyalty exists in a trust environment. Now, this is not going to work with everyone. Some people will be tempted away and go on to success somewhere else. Some may leave and eventually come back. And, and let me give you a little tip on this because I've worked for companies where their attitude was that if you that if you left this company, if you leave, stay gone. There's no coming back because you've shown yourself to be disloyal. But again, wrong wrong thinking there. Sometimes the person who leaves for greener pastures and finds out they're not as green as they thought they were can become the most loyal employee you have if you let them return. So if somebody leaves and then they come months later or a year later and they go, you know, I want to come back and work for you. And again, if they were a good employee beforehand, welcome them back with open arms. Because if you do that, you may end up with one of the most loyal employees you've ever had. So again, you're going to do all these things, having these direct conversations with people, learning their desires and their dreams and their hopes, and spending the time to invest in them, opening yourself up to them and making yourself vulnerable, finding places where they can fulfill their hopes and dreams within the organization. And you're going to do all of this with the knowledge that they may not be with you forever. In fact, the odds, as I talked about those statistics earlier, the odds are not in your favor. That's the gamble of investing in people. But there's also a huge payback there because while many of them may go on to build successful careers elsewhere and have a positive impact around them, they will have done it because of you. And most of them will not forget it. And I'll give you a great story along that lines. And this is, of course, a true story. My father, uh, when he was young, uh, was in the Air Force. When he left the Air Force, well, he had very little in the way of transferable skills. He didn't want to continue being a jet mechanic. And he was looking for something that was more office-oriented, but he didn't have a lot of office skills. He applied for a job with a finance company. And the person he interviewed with was named Tom Ennis. And I'm reminded of this story because recently we attended a memorial service for uh, Tom Ennis. My father passed a few years back. And they were good friends for the rest of their lives. They didn't know each other then. He goes in, my father goes in and applies for a job with Mr. Ennis. And Tom Ennis believed in him and hired him on and mentored him and encouraged him. And my father quickly shot up within the organization and became very well known within that organization and went on to other things. Uh, over his career, my father was one of the pioneers in the credit union industry. And in fact, today you have credit union 24 ATM machines because of my father, uh, because of what his involvement in that. Uh, also, the credit unions have their own service organizations. He was involved in that. Community chartered credit unions was also something he helped pioneer. A lot of things that made credit unions what they are today, uh, my father had an impact on. And so he and Tom Ennis, while they remained friends, they went their own separate ways over the years. 
But then my father was president of a credit union. Tom Ennis had been president of a bank. The bank folded. Tom needed his next opportunity. Again, my father remembered what Tom Ennis did for him all those many years and brought him in as a vice president of that credit union where Tom was able to finish out his career. Uh, And again, it was because my father never forgot what Tom Ennis had done for him. And that's what loyalty, real loyalty can do for you when you show loyalty to others first. Here's something else to think about. The alternative to not investing people in people is a bigger gamble with even greater consequences if you lose. And you most likely will lose. One of the wisest sayings I ever heard along this line was from motivational speaker Zig Ziglar, who said, if you think it's expensive to train someone and then they leave, how expensive do you think it is when you don't train them and they stay. So think in terms of how you can maximize your investment over the short term and the long term. If you can get somebody up to speed, maximize what they can produce for you over the period and maximize the potential over the time period that they're with you, that's a win-win. You've gotten your return on investment. A great, another great thought along that lines comes from Dale Carnegie, the author of How to Win Friends and Influence People. Highly recommend that book, by the way. Dale Carnegie said that developing your people is a lot like mining for gold. You have to move a lot of dirt to get to the gold, but you don't go looking for the dirt. You go looking for the gold. So I wanted to leave you today with five tips that I think are going to help you encourage loyalty on your team. So number one is focus on relationships, which again, we've been talking about. Building relationships with your employees, understanding their desires, understanding their hopes and dreams so that you can help them move towards that. Remember that people are always looking for what's in it for them. When you focus on the relationship, you help them move towards their hopes and dreams. That's what's in it for them. Focus also on growth. Investing our employees with formal training, modeling, mentoring, and providing them with challenges that push them out of their comfort zones. The more you can help them move closer to their potential, the better they're going to produce for you. Simple math. Number three, focus on empowerment. Equip them and authorize them to take the steps they need to be productive for you. You want to move them to that level where they can keep producing even when you're not around. Number four, focus on communication, communicating with them at all times, all times. Remember, I've given you that message multiple times, consistency and constancy. And then finally, number five is to focus on the now. Forget about forever, work on building loyalty for the time they're with you, allowing them to give you the best return while you're giving the best to them. If you do those things, you're going to be build loyalty for the now that is going to see tremendous results for your team, even when people don't necessarily stay around. We'll be back in a moment. While you're here, take a moment right now to subscribe to the Tech Leaders Toolbox podcast and leave a review. That way, you will always be up to date on the bold and innovative leadership principles we are sharing here. 
and come join the Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group as well, where you and other leaders discuss these concepts in more detail and we answer your questions. Subscribe today and share this with your friends. All right, we're at one of my favorite parts of the show, and this is where I like to share an outdoor cooking recipe. As those of you who have listened before know, I love outdoor cooking. I do all kinds of outdoor cooking. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I like it so much, I've actually created a Facebook group called Smoke and Ash. And me and all of my friends who are also outdoor cooking fans, we all go out there on Smoke and Ash. We share recipes, what we're cooking right now, uh, what kind of gear we're using, equipment and techniques and all that. It's a lot of fun. And it's called Smoke and Ash. And you're welcome to come join us if you want. And what I like to do during this portion of the show is share an outdoor cooking recipe with you that you can apply. Many of these are adaptable to indoors as well, but I like, but I think it just has a different kind of flavor, different kind of feel when you do it outside. The recipe I want to share today is called a clubhouse grill sandwich. And this is something you can produce in mass quantities if you have to. And uh, it's done, you can do it on grill grates if you need to, but ideally what you want is a griddle top. So if you have like a griddle top for your grill outside, this would be perfect for that. And again, it can be adapted indoors if you want. And if you have a big enough cooking surface outside, you can actually, again, mass produce these very easily by dividing your grill into like three sections. So again, you need your skillet or griddle. You're going to need a turner and you need a spreading knife. So what you're going to do is you, uh, you need for ingredients, what you need are two slices of French bread. If you don't like French bread, you can use Italian bread. You can also use sourdough would be great for this. And you're going to need some uh, softened butter or margarine. You need mayonnaise, shredded cheddar cheese. And for each sandwich, you want two thin slices of turkey breast and two thin slices of ham and two slices of tomato. And then you want some barbecue sauce. So what you're going to do is you're going to take the bread, the two slices of bread, butter one side of each, and you're going to put one of those buttered side slices of bread down on the griddle, butter side down, and then spread a little mayo on top of it. Then right next to that, you're going to put your two slices of turkey directly on the griddle or grill and your two slices of ham next to that directly on the griddle and let them go for about 30 seconds and then flip them over. After they've been browned a little bit, then you take your turkey uh, and after you've spread the mayonnaise on the bread, by the way, you want to take your shredded cheese and spread some shredded cheese on top of that. Then put your turkey on top of that. And then you're going to take your uh, two slices of tomato and put it on top of the turkey. Spread a little, about a tablespoon of barbecue sauce on the tomato. Put your ham on top of that. Some more of the shredded cheese. And then take the other piece of bread with the butter on it. Lay that on top of that. And just about the time you do that, the bottom of the bread should be brown. So you flip the whole thing over and brown the other side. When both sides of the bread are browned, by then that shredded cheese should have melted a bit. And it's going to take generally about two to three minutes each side. So you got to work quickly with this. But what's going to happen is, again, that cheese will melt in there. You've got that browned 
turkey and ham, the cheese, the barbecue sauce and all that. And oh, it's just so good. And again, you can easily mass produce that on a griddle if you have to. And it's called a clubhouse grill sandwich. Now, if you'd like the recipe for that, I always post the recipes for this out on that Smoke and Ash Facebook group I told you about. Now, if you're not a big Facebook fan, hey, no problem. Send me an email at tltoolbox at boldlylead.com. That's tltoolbox at boldlylead.com, and I will gladly send you the recipe. So this week, we talked about building uh, loyalty on your team. And we talked about it's all a matter of building relationships, helping people get what they want, and learning how to invest in them and get the gold out of them. Because when you get the best out of them, they're going to give their best for you. They're going to appreciate that because you've given them something they want, and that will help build that loyalty on your team. Focusing on relationships, growth, empowerment, communication, and focus on the now because the now is all you have. Well, that's about all we have time for this week. Before we go, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you're using a medium, an app that allows you to leave a review, we ask you to leave a review for the podcast as well because that helps other people find this podcast as well. And also, you can come out and join us if you have questions about what we talk about. Come out to the Tech Leaders Toolbox Facebook group, and we can talk about that, uh, talk about, extend the conversations out there as well. And if you ever have anything you'd like me to discuss on the episode or somebody you'd like me to talk to, just send me an email at tltoolbox at boldlylead.com. That's it for this week. Until next week. Go out and be the leader you were meant to be.